Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. Today, with car prices the way they've been, a lot of us are choosing to maintain and fix our vehicles rather than buy a newer used one. And so there's something you need to know about that when you go to repair or maintain your vehicle. That when you're told, oh, if you don't bring that back to the dealer, uh uh-oh, let me tell you what's really going on. Also, there's really good news on the personal safety front involving how your cell phone can be a lifeline. I'm going to talk about that straight ahead. So right now, I want to talk about something that Congress passed 50 years ago that it seems nobody even knows about. You'll hear over and over again with the electronics you have, appliances you have, TVs, cars, just about anything that, oh, well, you're going to void your warranty on this because you did blah, 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 blah. Okay. Big fat lie. Because forever ago, the Congress said, you know what? You bought the product. You can maintain it as you wish. And so an example of this is your vehicle. So there was a rumor floating around that if you did anything to your vehicle while it was under manufacturer's warranty, anything, you added a new label on the back of the vehicle or something like that, that you were voiding the manufacturer's warranty. That if you went to have an oil change done at one of these quick lube places, that you were voiding your manufacturer's warranty on your vehicle. That the only way to make sure that a product maintained its warranty was while it was under warranty, that anything done to it was done at an authorized service center in the case of electronics or anything like that, or with the, with a vehicle that it's done at the dealer. Regular old maintenance done at the dealer. No, no, no. I don't care what fish story you're told that you have to in order to maintain a warranty that you have to use whoever they tell you to use. That is not true. So with your vehicle as an example, because that's the most common issue and the one with the greatest dollars involved, 
you are allowed to go do maintenance however, wherever you wish. How could you get in trouble potentially with a warranty on manufacture of a vehicle? This gets into a gray area, but if you do any significant modifications to the major mechanicals of a vehicle, then you could get into potential difficulty on the warranty. But just doing maintenance to a vehicle or cosmetics to a vehicle? No. Don't listen to anybody about that. And you know this big thing that went on with the consumer products manufacturers, electronics manufacturers, not wanting to make parts available to you? Law violation. It's funny because some of them have now made the cost of repairs that you do yourself more money than if you went to them, obviously not living within the spirit of the law. But the point is, you bought something. It was warranted for whatever period of time. That warranty, barring abuse on your part, something you've done that violates it with your use of it, otherwise it's still warranted. And choosing to use a third party for maintenance is not an issue. And don't let anybody ever con you or trick you into thinking you have to pay more to maintain something than necessary in the marketplace because they've made you nervous or worried or afraid that you're going to lose that manufacturer's warranty coverage. You're not. Krista? This first question is from Matt in Wisconsin. Unfortunately, we had a cyber attack on my employer. This Uh has exposed the social security numbers of myself, my wife, and my four kids. The social security numbers were tied to health insurance. I've placed freezes on my wife's and my credit. My question is, should I also place freezes on my children's credit? Times four. This is a pain. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to lay it out for you right now. Child credit freeze is a pain. You were able to do so. And hopefully, Matt, you've done this with all three credit bureaus for you and your wife. But for your kids, where you could just go online in a couple of minutes, freeze the credit file for each of you. With kids, you have to do it in paper form. Because you have to validate, verify that you are the parent. And so it's a lot more work. But in this case, because it's a time bomb. Your kids are wonderful targets for identity thieves uh, for a number of different purposes, to, for people to establish a new identity, often for not good purposes beyond just credit. And so setting up the credit freeze for your four kids is very, very valuable. So the procedure, each bureau explains what documentation you have to send for your kids because you got four kids. Your learning curve will be pretty quick. You'll know what documentation to put together for each child to set up those credit freezes. The credit freezes go away when your kids turn, I think it's their 17th birthday, and then the kids are on their own forward setting up a traditional credit freeze. From Karen in Connecticut, years ago, I read about the signature on the back of your credit card somewhere. I don't remember where, but they felt it was safer if you wrote CID in that space. So we've been doing that on all of our credit cards since reading the statement. 
What is your take on this? Okay, so Karen, the thing you're supposed to do is you sign your name and put next to it CID. Don't just put CID because let's go back to the prior thing from uh, Matt. Someone today can produce a fake ID as if they're you instantly and then they have a signature that is their signature pretending to be you. So you want to do both. You want to do the signature and CID. When's the last time someone looked at your credit card though? Right? You, you stole I my mean, next oh, thought. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. You you reached right in there and grabbed yeah, it. Never. So yeah, nobody ever looks anymore. They don't even touch your card usually. Right. And most of the time now, uh, well, I only shop in stores with concrete floors. <laughs> so I'm I'm tapping my own card. Nobody's ever looking at it. So this is a problem that the system is all designed around there's going to be a certain amount of fraud. And everybody in the banking business knows there's going to be a certain amount of fraud. And so everybody's taking a pretty lax attitude about the signature thing. So I guess the old answer is when people would have looked around at it, it's great to have your signature and CID. But today, I can't remember When's the last time somebody turned a card around on you to look at Or even at it? held my card. It's always a little... Long, long time. Yeah, a little machine. So yep. but maybe get an RFID wallet if you're worried because, you know, that can block people. I have from- my RFID wallet. Yeah. Connie in North Carolina says, Hi, Clark. I'm 70 years young and work 10 to 16 hours a week. I owe about $40,000 on my $350,000 home with no other debt. I make enough on Social Security to live comfortably... And I have about 300000 in fidelity. I'm a nurse and I work for love, not money. Love that. Since I am forced to draw from my fidelity account at 72, should I start a Roth? Yes. Yes, it would be awesome <laughs> to start a Roth. So your 300 that you have in fidelity, I don't know if this is a fidelity 401k or what it is. If it is anything that's got a ticking well, she said she's forced got the to, RMDs coming. She says I'm forced to with to withdraw at, at, from it at seven. So it is it is a four hundred one k or something like that. Since you've got this money, you could steadily move money from traditional into Roth, and then you avoid the RMD later. But you would do it in small chunks. You would not do big chunks of money since you're still working. That would be an alternative. But I love. For you to just go ahead and do the Roth with the money you have now. And I love that you love to work and you work roughly two days a week just because you enjoy it. That's pretty, pretty great. And you're there serving people at a time that we need nurses so badly in the country. We are so short of nurses that you still being there as a labor of love is really valuable. Thank you. So, speaking of the chips being down, just a situation in California where a couple was hiking. I don't know if you saw this. They became dehydrated. The girlfriend became very dehydrated. The boyfriend went to look for help. Cell phone wasn't working. He got lost. She was rescued. He died. Oh, gosh. And... That kind of thing is fortunately soon going to be in the rearview mirror. 
And I'm going to talk about that straight ahead. Why? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You know, there are times that we're out having fun, something will happen, and we have no way to reach anybody. Because there are so many dead spots with cell phones around the United States, around the world. And there could be situations that you need emergency help. Well, first there was an announcement by T Mobile about a month ago that T Mobile has teamed up with SpaceX. And even for non-emergencies, T-Mobile customers for free on certain T-Mobile plans, which always seems to mean Magenta Max, are going to be able to text unlimited for free, even at places on Earth where there's no cellular service available. Tell you a story about that in a second. And then Apple followed up on that weeks later with the announcement that starting in November, with technology, believe it when it happens, but the intention is November that iPhones are going to be able to send an emergency alert for help. So a more limited kind of thing, but will be able in the US and Canada, at least at first, to be able to send an emergency alert for help through a satellite cooperative effort built into the latest iPhones, and you'll be able to send a beacon where you are and that you need assistance. And this is early innings on the ability to be able to communicate from anywhere on Earth because of the advances in satellite technology, and it's going to start being for death emergency situations. And then it's going to become more and more routine. In fact, T-Mobile, in its announcement with SpaceX, says the intention eventually is for you to be able to use your phone just as you would otherwise at no additional cost anywhere on planet Earth, not just to be able to send texting. Again, theirs is not specifically designed for emergencies, you'll be able to use it, that they expect eventually you'll be able to do voice calling and data as well. Eventually, don't know when that is, but the texting capability is months away, not years away from T-Mobile. Again, the Apple offer is coming maybe as soon as late fall. 
we'll see the actual launch date. Now, what's going to happen in terms of cost? Apple is offering this for two years to new purchasers of phones for free. Then after that, there will be some subscription or price that they have not disclosed yet. But I can tell you that this is going to go from something that is kind of out there being really remote and being able to be in contact to something that will be kind of like, I think about Wi-Fi on airplanes. When Wi-Fi first was available on airplanes, it was pitiful. But people thought it was really cool. You could almost do something. Now, the Wi-Fi doesn't work on planes and very self-important business people get all upset. I mean, I've got I've got these reports due, and I need to be able to send email messages, and the Wi-Fi is not working. That's the way we get with technology. We go first. This is so amazing to where we demand it, and we demand it to be perfect all the time, and that will happen with the cell phones that we will have access all over the globe, and quicker than we might imagine. We'll go to questions now. This first one has to do with phones from Ash K. He but says, before you go to that, I have a question for you. What? Is it an advantage that you can use your phone now pretty much everywhere? No. Mm-mm. So my wife and I forever ago went on a trip in the rural mountain west. One of the things she really enjoyed about it was there was no cell phone service anywhere we were for six days. There was no cell phone service. There was virtually no Wi-Fi anywhere either at places we were staying. And she said it was so nice that we were just together that way the whole time, that there were no distractions. And I think about any time you look at any restaurant and you see people at a table, they're there for maybe a romantic gathering or whatever. And what are they doing while they're at that table? Yeah, my, my husband and I now have a rule. We put our cell phones away and we make sure we're focusing on each other when we're out to dinner or anything like that, unless we have to check a text from a kid or something, for sure. And I went on a retreat this summer that was incredible. And one of the things the place has as a rule is no cell phones or technology in any public spaces and there's a silent breakfast too. It was really, it was so good for me. It really changes your life to go on a, like a cell phone diet, they call it. So, all right, questions. This one's from Akshay. He says, I'm planning to retire my six-year-old iPhone 7 and purchase wow. a new iPhone 11. <laughs> it only has a 4G LTE antenna. Is it a bad idea to buy a new phone without 5G? I usually keep my phone for a very long time. Thank you for saving me money on cell phone plans. I slashed my bill by 66%. So, yes, I would tell you, Akshay, to open up the wallet a little more. You're saving so much money on your service plan. And I would get a phone that has a 5G radio in it. Because the cell phone carriers, just as each prior wave of technology, they steadily de-emphasize it, make it less and less available, your service will become unreliable over time. As somebody, you kept your 7, your iPhone 7, for six years, 
So you keep a phone such a long time in the cell phone space. They're already working on 6G. Did you know that? Mm-mm. Yeah, the industry's already working on 6G. So this is like the razors where you just they keep adding more blades like this one has. No, no, this is really better. I'm just kidding. 5G really is a huge improvement over 4G, which was a massive improvement over 3G, but nothing was a bigger change than 2G to 3G. But anyway, I would get a phone with 5G capabilities. You have to step it up from that 11 to a 12 in order to get that. But with the 14s out now, the 12s are going to be appreciably cheaper. From Eddie in Idaho, Clark, I have three molars on one side of my mouth that I want to have implants put in. I'm going to Thailand to have it done. Should I find a doctor from my state before I go, or should I fly to Thailand and shop around for the best price? So I think it's a really good idea for you to look ahead of time. I'm very familiar with people going to Thailand for operations that are much, much cheaper there. And you've got the Joint Commission International where you're able to see whether a medical facility meets those standards. Dentistry is a little more complicated, and Americans very heavily go to Costa Rica, Hungary, and Mexico for dental care, for extensive dental care. And it's not that difficult to find referrals to very high-quality dental care in those three countries. Thailand, I don't know how you would shop for a dentist. I'm not aware of a network where you would be able to find out a high-quality dentist in advance before traveling there like you could, especially for Americans, Costa Rica, and Mexico. Europeans routinely go to Hungary for dental care, and it's considered to be very, very high-quality dental care for Europeans at much more affordable prices, which is the same thing for Americans with Mexico and Costa Rica. Debbie in South Carolina says, I have an 18-year-old son who recently received $80,000 from a lawsuit. He has grown, and I have to convince him to do something responsibly with this money. He is currently wasting approximately $300 and more per month on video game add-ons for playing. I told him a Roth for starters, but I'm uneducated on other safe investments. Can you suggest something? There is a girlfriend. I see disaster if I can't get this invested before it's all disappeared. Where's the girlfriend? Mostly online, she says. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, so Debbie I feel your pain because your son at 18 obviously is not exhibiting the level of maturity you're comfortable with and you can't make an 18 year old do what you want to do you can only suggest so the Roth he has to be working I assume he is working He's got to have earned income in order to be able to put the 6000 into a Roth. And that would be a good start. 80000 will vanish a lot quicker than your son appreciates or realizes if he fritters it away. And especially if the girlfriend turns out not to be on the up and up, an online girlfriend, and takes advantage. So what's the other thing your son could do that would be really useful. I think that if he went to a platform, he'd be comfortable. He's an online gamer. 
if he looked at betterment or wealth front, would be two really good spots for him. I think that someone who's very online oriented, new to investing, would be comfortable with a robo advisor platform like Betterment or Wealthfront. You know, I talk more traditionally about using Vanguard, Schwab, or Fidelity, but for him, more approachable might be Betterment or Wealthfront as a way to build a very tax efficient investment portfolio for the longer term to take whatever amount of the 80 that is still solid to get it invested and away from any potential harm the online girlfriend might cause the gaming at 300 a month your son was going to do that whether he had this settlement or not and he'll have to reach a point where he no longer is as focused on that and uh, maybe he'll get into investing as a new interest. But I like Betterment and Wealthfront because they're both designed to build long-term portfolios versus the uh, Starcross Robinhood that has not played that way for people and has been about rapid trading, which would be very dangerous for your son to get into. One other alternative would be looking at the Fidelity Zero Funds because it's a very efficient way tax-wise and that there's no costs involved with the management of the funds, no commissions, that would be a way to put money aside and build a portfolio. What about your idea um, psychologically for him of when you have a big, you know, some sort of like big money come in of Take 10% taking 10% of it and using that for play money or something? Well, I... I I thought about saying that, and I could say that. I don't know where we are at this point, how much Debbie's son has already taken some of the money. But yes, the normal philosophy I have with an unexpected sum of money is that you take 10% of it and you do whatever you want to with it, whatever it is. Give it to the girlfriend, whatever it is. But the other 90% is designed for long-term goals. I was thinking about my 10% rule when I read something about a big lottery winner, not a giant jackpot, but somebody who won millions, which is a lot. And he was interviewed by a reporter when he was at the thing, the press conference, when he got his, you know, his TV check. And the reporter said, so what are you going to do with the money? And he said, I don't know. I'm going to buy stuff for myself. and I'm giving some of it to to my friends and family and I don't know maybe I'll start a business and I was like oh no all this money is going to be gone in a blink having a plan having a series of goals is key anytime you come up with an inheritance a judgment lottery winnings anytime there's an unexpected large sum of money that comes your way if you don't really rationally think about it, maybe follow my 10% rule. I'm going to be crazy with 10% and have a plan for the other 90%. The money magically disappears and it's not a fun magic act. So I want to tell you, it's not magic reducing ongoing expenses in your life, monthly expenses you have. There are a lot of things that we pay month by month, almost by rote, that we can have big impact in our wallet at a time that everything seems to be costing more. 
I talked about cell phone service earlier today. This is an area where you can significantly reduce your expenses if you're ready to switch and save. We've got a fantastic cell phone guide for you on Clark.com. It's updated every single month. Check it out. Have a great day.